here's the deal, guys, is that God is working in us, right? He's working in us. It, it, uh, Romans 12, most of us, you know, we, we, we've heard it enough. We, you know, we might not be able to quote it. Most of us can probably quote it, uh, but, but we, we will at least recognize it. You know, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is the very least that you can do. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. See, a lot of times what, what happens is that we get, we get all, all uh, caught up in gathering information. Information is awesome, but information isn't going to help you. Transformation is what we're looking for, right? Transformation. God is needing to change us. Amen. I said God is needing to change us. He needs the right, the ability, the, the, the freedom to operate in us. We, we, we have to, in order to take up the new ground that, that, that God's leading us to possess, we have to be willing to let go of the old ground that, that we've been hanging on to. Okay. It, it, you remember in Isaiah when he said, my thoughts aren't, aren't your thoughts. It's not a put down. It's an invitation up. And uh, in order to embrace his thoughts, we have to be willing to admit that ours might not be right. Right, so we gotta we gotta let go of our thoughts and embrace his thoughts. We get, we gotta stretch to get his thoughts. What we need to do is recognize that we are in the process of growth. Okay, we, you're growing. I said you're growing. You know the enemy will point out you know failures and faults and shortcomings. Yeah, but you know what? They're not like they used to be. You know, I'm a lot, I, I, you know I might not be where I'm headed. But thank God I'm not where I started, right? And, and, and he's leading me and he's guiding me, and, and we got some growth going on. And, you know, I think sometimes we just need to recognize this. Hey, God is at work in me. I'm not the same. I'm not the same. Now, there's some stuff that's been here a long time that, that, that he's bringing to the surface but the reality is, is that even the things that I struggled with before, a lot of times it's like a, it's like a different kind of issue now because it used to be, you know, at this realm. But now I'm dealing with, a, it's the same issue, but, but it's from a different perspective. And, and, and I'm telling you that you're just on your way to victory. You're on, you're on your way to, to a life that, that's amazing. And, you know, anytime God's working in you, hell's fighting against you. You know, hell, hell wants to steal your faith. It wants to fight you against your family. It wants to, it, it wants to sabotage your future. Hello? You know, he, he gets you all hung up about the past. Dude, you can't, what are we going to do about the past? That's gone, right? You cannot alter your past. You can only take your past to the altar, right? And so you, you kind of got to get over that. Yeah, I said you kind of got to get over. You do not place a comma where God has placed a period, right? So, so that's done. Okay, that's done. And when the enemy, when he, when the enemy says, "You remember what you did?" Just say yes. So what? Yeah, I also remember what Christ did. And because what he did, what I did doesn't matter. Because now because of the blood of Christ, I stand in the sight, righteous, holy, blameless in his sight. I'm justified. It is just as if I never did sin. It's just as if I never was weak. It's just as if I never did fail him. It's just as if I never did lie. It's just as if, why? Because I am justified. Hello, somebody. Well, well I'm, I'm still struggling with that lying thing. Well, knock it off. 
You know, uh, my dad, my dad, I wish you could have met my dad. My dad was an awesome man of God. He was a, 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 just a, an incredible counselor. Uh, uh, he, his, his, his counseling theory went this way. Admit it and quit it. And you'd come in and sit down and start talking, telling him all kinds of stuff, and pretty soon he'd just go, stop it. I can't take it. Now, I don't want to hear any more about you right now. You're, my opinion of you is getting lower and lower. Don't tell me another thing or I won't even like you. And he'd just say, admit it and quit it. Okay, Because you can't quit what you want to admit. Right? But if you can, if you can admit it, you can quit it. So, it, well, I, I, I did that yesterday. Do it again today. Just do it again today. Don't get all hung up in your past. Because everything about God is about your future. Jeremiah 29, 11. We know this one, right? He said, hey, you know the thoughts I'm thinking about you? They're not evil. They're good. It's peace, man. It, 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 you know, the, the plans I have for you is to give you an expected end. It, it, you know, it's a hope and a future, an expected end, an expected end. It's all about the future. God, God has planned out your future. Okay? Let, let me say this again. God has planned your future. He's not concerned about your past. All that junk. He's causing all things to work together for good. You, you want to talk about frustrating hell. Well, how's he going to do that? I don't know, and I don't even care. That's his role. My deal is to walk in his plan so I collide with the future that he planned for the expected end. For we are his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we might do the good works which he predestined for us to do, taking the path which he made ready so that we might live the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Right? He, he's, got, he's got this thing, man. He, he's, he's, he's drawn you into a future, but you've got to understand something about your future. I, I want to talk to you about future tonight. But, but, but you've got to understand something, man, that future is not a goal. It's not a target. It's a result. Future is not a goal. It is a result. The future that you experience will be a result of the work that you let God do in you. Okay, because your, your result, your result that they expected in, if there's an end, then there's characteristics that are going to get you there. God's developing character in you that will tie you to the end that, that he has planned for you. Okay, so all you got to do is find the habit. You got to build the habits that will create the character that's going to tie you to the end result. See, uh, just, just the other day, a few, well, it's been a few months now, uh, but, you, you know, been doing, uh, getting some mileage down along the river, and, I, and I've met a new friend. I got a new friend. I met him on the river, and, and his name's Dan, and Dan, uh, Dan is down there, and, uh, and he's just, he lives on a bench just east of the Blue Bridge. And if you go up and down that road every once in a while and you look over there, you're going to see Dan, and he's camped out on a bench. I mean, everything he's got is out there on the bench. And, and uh, I was talking to him this week about, about the storm, about the wind, and about the rain. And, and, and dude, it was cold. And it was windy. And do, do, do you have a place to get out, to get out of that? And, well, no, not really. What, what do you do about the wind? And he looked at me. The longest sentence he's ever said. We're building relationship. I'm, I'm gaining trust. But uh, the longest sentence he's ever actually said to me, I got myself arrested. I'm thinking I'm glad I wasn't around when he was trying to get out of the wind. 
you know, uh, but he got himself arrested. And I'm sitting there, and, and, uh, and honestly, i got to tell you what God's doing in this thing with me because, uh, uh, you know, I'm praying for Dan. I'm talking to Dan. I've prayed with Dan. I've prayed for Dan. I talked to Dan, and he'll go, mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, and uh, he's, not, we're not, he's not a great conversationalist yet. Uh, I, I love jogging up to his bench. He's all stretched out there, covered up with coats and blankets, and I'm, and I'm standing there saying, hey, Dan, I need to sit down. And he'll sit up and move all of his stuff so I can sit. And we'll sit and look at the river together. See, I'm, I'm winning Dan. Okay, Dan ain't got a choice. But I'm sitting there thinking about it. And, and just thinking about the fact that God has a future. I've kind of got a new mantra when I'm, when, when I'm, when I'm down there going along, the, uh, along that pathway. And it's just, you know, whatever, whatever temple I got going, my mantra is, God has a plan for Dan. 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 And I, and, and I want to challenge your brain for a minute. Do you really think that the plan, the future that God has for Dan is a whole lot different than the future he has for you? Do you really think that God has a different future for me than he does for Dan? No, no. Remember, we, we, we learned that when, when God is working in you, giving you both the passion and the power to, to do what pleases him, that God's working in you. He's not working in you, just you. It's in you. That, that God, God, God has a plan and a future, a, a future. God has a future for Dan. But in order for Dan to collide with the future that God has planned for him, Dan's probably going to have to change some habits just like you and I are. Hello? Why? Because future is not a goal, it's a result. I said it's not a goal, but it's a result. Look, look at your neighbor and tell him, man, future is a result. Well, how, how do we get the result? How do, how do we get the result that God has planned for us? I just want to remind you of some verses, Habakkuk 2, 4. Habakkuk 2, 4, his soul is lifted up, it's not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Say this with me, the just shall live by his faith. Say it again, the just shall live by his faith. Romans 1, 17, it says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, say this with me, the just shall live by faith. Say it again, the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3, 11, it just, let's just get to it, the just shall live by faith. By faith. Look at one more. Hebrews ten thirty eight. The just shall live by faith. Now, now the just shall live by faith. I really like this one because it says if you if you draw back, which means if you shrink in fear, uh oh, there's no pleasure there. But the just shall live by faith. Romans ten seventeen says that faith cometh by hearing. So if the just are going to live by faith. And faith comes by hearing. The just are going to be hearing something. If we're living by faith, we got to hear something. And hearing comes by the word of God. So if I'm going to live by faith, I'm going to live by the word of God. I'm going to hear the word of God. I like what David said. I hear it. I receive it. I love it. I obey it. And that word's getting in me and it's transforming me. Remember what James said, that if you receive the word of God with a teachable spirit, it has the power to save your soul. Your soul's the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. If I can let God's word come inside of me, it's alive and sharper 
sharper than any two-edged sword. Hello? God's Word is alive and powerful, and it makes a difference in my life. And if I can receive His Word, it'll begin to change the way I think. If God's Word isn't changing the way you think, you ain't in the Word enough. Man, you got to get in there. You got to get it in there. And you, you got to begin to let it work around. Be, why? Well, because the future that God has planned for you is a result that, that you'll collide with if you can let the Word of God change you. So, it, well, Because think about it. If, if it can change the way you think, then it's going to change the way you feel because feelings are the product of your thoughts. If it can change the way you feel, then it's going to change the choices that you make because every choice is the product of emotion. If it can change the decisions that you're making, it'll change the actions that you're performing because your actions are the result of your choices. If it can change the actions that you're performing, it'll change the habits that you're creating because your habits are the result of consistent actions. If it can change the habits that you've developed, it'll change the character that you possess because your character is the result of your habits. If it can change the character that you possess, it'll change the end that you experience because your end is tied to your character. So if God has a planned end, for you. you. All you got to do is get the character that that end requires, which means build the habits. Well, how am I going to do that? Well, it's going to go all the way back down to the thoughts that I'm thinking. How am I going to think right? Well, that just live by faith, and the faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God, which has the power to change the way you think. Now, we, we got to embrace this thing. Come on, we got to embrace this thing. The last thing you want to do is miss the future. And, I mean, just repeat this? No thanks. This was great when we got here. But just to repeat it? No, we don't want to repeat it. We, we, we want to go to the place that God's called us and created us and equipped us and qualified us to live. I don't want to miss it. I don't want, some, I don't want to watch somebody else. You know, aren't you kind of tired about just, just reading books about other people who prosper? Uh, aren't you kind of done with watching video clips of people whose lives are making a difference? Wouldn't you like to be the guy in the video? Wouldn't you like to be the guy that's writing the book? Wouldn't you like your life to, 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 to make a difference? Man, don't, don't you understand that God didn't call you to fit in? He, if, to fit in, he's equipped you to stand out. Man, he's got a future for you. I said he's got a future for you. He's got a future. Man, I can tell that I, I got to preach this thing in you tonight. You know, it's it's like, I don't care if I have to grab you by the nap of the neck and drag you into your future. Bless God, you're going. (laughs) You know, know, down in the South, I love this. I spent a lot of time, you know, as I was maturing, I was in the South, you know. And and in the South, you can say anything you want to anybody you want as long as you follow up with, bless your heart. Huh? You know, anybody in here from the South? You know, Missouri or Arkansas or Louisiana, you get down in that part of the country, and dude, I promise you, you can say you can say anything you want. You can say, well, you're about as dumb as a post. Bless your heart, and everything's cool. You know, as, long, as long as you follow up, bless your heart, your sister's about the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Bless her heart. And it's all okay as long as you throw that bless your heart in there, right? And, and, but, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I look at believers and think, well, my God, these people are about as lifeless as a corpse. Bless their heart. 
Come on, man. We got to get hungry for this thing. Now, we got to say, you know what? I'm not going to let some stupid, defeated devil keep me from walking in the, the victory that God is, that he's qualified me to, to have. I'm going to drive the enemy out. But you know what? You know what it means? It means that we have to be willing to embrace change. And change, King James Version, suck it. You know, we like the product, but the process, man. You know, change, change is, is tough, man. Because what we do is we, we get to the threshold, and, and really, here, here's what determines your ability to, to, to engage successfully in change. It's, 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 the, it's, your, uh, it's your pain threshold. See, because if you're addicted to comfort and convenience, you're not gonna you're not gonna press in and get a lot of change. I mean, unless somebody makes you. Bless your heart. You know, uh, you, you, you'll talk about change. You'll buy shirts that say change. You, you're, you'll get a bumper sticker that says change. But, you, but and you'll even pretend like you're changing as you're doing exactly what you've always done. But the reality is, is that that's this, what this transformation, why is transformation so difficult? Because it's change. It's change. I, I mean, listen, we, we, we left Clearwater and, and, and we came, you know, over here and it's change. Man, I, you know, what's up with the lights? What's up with the sound? What's up with the sound? What's up with the And people suffer because, man, that's change. We, we're, we're on our way to a future. We're not on our way to repeat the past. I said, we're not, get, we're not trying to, to repeat the past. We're on our way into a future, which means we have to embrace change, which means you're going to have to, you know, well, are you sure that's God's plan? Yes. From the days of John the Baptist, even until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violent take it by force. Okay, this, this future that God has for you is not for sissies. Okay, this future that God's pulling you into, there's a, Paul put it this way, there's a great door of effectual opportunity open unto me, and there are many adversaries. The words there are in the King James are in italics, which means that they were added by the translator, so they're not in the original text. So the original text, this thing is 1 Corinthians 16, 9, says, for there's a great door of effectual opportunity open unto me and many adversaries. Not only is the door open, not only do I see it, so does my enemy. And if I'm going to walk through this door of opportunity, I'm going to have to deal with this enemy. I'm going, to ha- I'm going to have to demonstrate his defeat, man. If I'm going to possess the land that God's called me to possess, you know what the word possess means? I mean, doesn't that sound good? I, I want to take possession of the promises of God. How many want possession of the promises of God? You want to possess all the promises. Well, the word possess means to drive out the previous tenant, make him poor and dwell in his place. In other words, you've got to kick some devil booty. You, you can't be all timid and bashful and laid back. And, no, no, you, you know what? you got to engage, man. you you got to get a backbone and say, hey, as for me and my house, as for me and my, we, we ain't settling no more, right? Household salvation is a promise of God. 
and I'm not going to let a defeated enemy rip that from my grip. So I'm going to fight. Right? I'm going to fight. Re- re- remember what, uh, 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 you, you know, uh, what's, what's our verse, guys? You know, uh, what's our verse? Start it. Fight the fight for your sons. I looked around. And, and I called the nobles together and everybody, and I pulled them all together. And I, and I said, don't be afraid of the enemy. Just fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives. Fight for your house. You got to fight. And you got you to engage in the fight because you're going to miss. You gotta, well, yeah, but here, here's, here's the belief system that the enemy wants you to get is that if God planned the future, then he could obviously make it happen. And so, and I know you're all saying amen because it sounds just right, but God can't make it happen. It's a result. You are going to make it happen. You, you, well, God's in control. No, you are in control. You, Luke ten nineteen. I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can, you know, tread on serpents, take up scorpions. Nothing shall by any means harm you. I've given you authority. Nothing can harm you. If nothing can harm you, why are you worried about everything? Huh? You know, dude, we are part of the most dominant team ever known to mankind. We, we are. Bless your heart. <laughs> and you got a chihuahua spirit on you. Uh, don't pick up my chihuahua that's my puppy dog it's not even a dog I know I gotta be really careful because these Christians with that thick skin they'll get offended he picked on on my puppy it's not a puppy man it's a rat with a hormone problem (laughs) you wanna you wanna see a real dog come to my house show you a dog you got this, this all timid spirit it's going gonna, it's gonna to rip you off, man. It's going to rip you off. But you, you have to understand, you are in process. And what happens is, is that we, we get up to a threshold, and, and we get to look across it, and, and, and it's like, okay, am I going to make the decision? See, because remember, my thoughts turn into emotions, and my emotions make my decisions. Am I going to make the decision to move in to the new thing? Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I shall do a new thing. Shall you not know it? Now it shall spring forth. Here it is. I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. Well, I have to make a decision. The word decision comes from the same root word as incision. It means to cut away. Will you cut away those old things so that you can step into these new things? See, and, and, and you get right there to the, to, to the gate. You get right at the, right at the point, right at the point of stepping in. And a lot of times we draw back. Now, the just shall live by faith. But those that draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure. 
See, the just live by faith. Well, it's faith. Faith comes by hearing. So, see, what we do is we get it and we start to make a decision, and we make a decision based on what we see, not based on what we've heard. We start aligning with what we see and forgetting what we heard. And what we got to do is we got to get back in that word so we can hear it. Because our choices aren't based on what we see. Our choices are based on what we've heard. Okay. Uh, flip over real quick. Go to uh, Exodus chapter uh, 13. Exodus 13 and uh, uh, verse 17. It came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go. That God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines even though that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war. Check it out. Um, there's a bunch. There's a couple little things I want you to see here. Okay, these guys. These guys are coming out of bondage. Okay, uh, when Pharaoh had let the people go, can I just tell you something? That the enemy has no more authority, no more, no more power over your life. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest that He might destroy the works of the evil one. If Jesus was uh, successful in fulfilling His purpose, then He destroyed the works of the evil one. He didn't break the chains of bondage. He destroyed them. Okay? That which is broken can be repaired. That which is destroyed is rendered powerless. Okay, So, so there, there's this victory that, that you're walking in. The enemy doesn't want you to know anything about, but there's this victory. Pharaoh had let the people go. And, and, and God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, even though that was nearer. I really like the Amplified Bible here. It says, because God knew that if they saw warfare, they would change their purpose. That's what the Amplified says. If people see uh, warfare, they'll change their purpose. See, when they, get, when they get up to the threshold and it looks tough and it looks hard, it looks difficult, then we change our purpose. We, make it, we, we, we decide, well, that's not really what he meant. See, when, 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 you're, when, you're, when you're going after Isaiah 32, 18, my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place, and you get, and you get up to the threshold and you're going to have a peaceful habitation. Let me tell you something. There, there's, there, there's a price you got to pay. I said there's a price you got to pay. See, if you want peace, there, how many of you know there's a price for peace? What's it going to cost me? Your argument. You can't be committed to proving you're right anymore. Because that's no longer, that's not the purpose now. The purpose is a peaceful habitation. Oh, man, I hope your brains are on. Bless your heart. <laughs> God didn't take them the short route. And you know what? For years, for, I mean for years, I, I've thought, you know, because you've all heard this, right? It's an 11, it's a seven day, or, or it's an 11 day journey, and it took them 40 years. Hello? It took them 40 years to take an 11 day journey. And for years I've thought, what a bunch of losers. You know, they... They wasted 40 years on an 11-day journey. And this week, God's like thumping me on my head. He said, listen up. You're an idiot, bless your heart. That's what he said. He goes, it wasn't that I couldn't, it's that I didn't. God led them not. It didn't say God couldn't take them. It said that's not how he led them. Why didn't you lead them the short route? 
Well, because they couldn't sustain what I was going to put in their possession. Because I knew if they saw warfare, they'd change their purpose. You with me? So they didn't waste 40 years. God invested 40 years to equip them to handle the future that he'd prepared for them. Why? Because he had to change their whole belief system. He had to to help them come out of that bondage mindset. Because they'd spent 400 years getting that thing beat into them, and now they got to get it off of them, right? And, and, and he didn't take them that way so that they wouldn't go right back into bondage. Look at, look at the next verse. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up harnessed. Okay, God led the people about, comma. God led the people about, okay, well, God led the people about. So they were just, just out there bouncing around. No, we know, we know that in the Hebrew language, there's no word for coincidence. Right? So they ain't just wandering around because they're nervous. See, a lot of you guys aren't, aren't you, you're, you're not struggling with the same stuff because just, just because you're timid. No, God is working in you. Hello, somebody. And he's equipping you and developing you. And the enemy wants you to think, my God, that's taking forever. But, uh, but here's the deal, is that God led the people about. And, and you know I'm a word guy. This word about, sabob. Sabob. And, and check this out. The word about means to go through a series of twists and turns in, with the intention of causing transformation. To elevate from one level of energy to another. So God took the people, but God led the people through a series of events, twists and turns, which caused them to be transformed so that they would move from one level of energy to another. And when they came out, they came out harnessed. They they went into the wilderness. They were broken. They were beaten. They they were in bondage. They had the mindset of a slave. But when they came out, they were marching like an equipped army. And they were equipped. They were harnessed. They had everything they needed to demonstrate Satan's defeat. And here's what you've got to see is that the future that God has for you, man, the enemy keeps telling you how you came out. Look at how you're going in. You came out broken. Yeah, but I'm going in whole. You came out defeated. Yeah, but I'm walking now in victory. And I'm telling you, the only, the only, the only trigger that you got to hit before you can just start living this thing out is that you, you have to receive the truth. Man, all you got to do is receive it. You ain't got to, you ain't, you know, our, our mindset, you, you know, this, this, this human mindset, uh, how am I doing time? Good. Okay. Uh, out there, this system that we live in, you know, we think in order to receive something, what, what, you know, uh, that I need to achieve and then I'll receive. If I achieve enough, if I jump through enough hoops that I can receive what's out there, right? If I, if I achieve I'll receive. But the kingdom of God 
operates totally different. Op- this is totally opposite. That you receive so you can achieve. So if you receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, you can achieve what the word says that you can. See, if you receive it, if you receive it, if, if, you, re- if you receive it, you, you ain't working to get it. You're receiving, and you're operating out of what you've received. See, here's all you got to do to walk in some, I'm talking about some major, major victory, is receive the truth. Is just receive. If you, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed. You're going to know the truth, and the truth's going to make you free. You're going to be free from this thing. Why? Because I, I rec- I'm going to receive the truth tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to receive the truth tonight. I'm, I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. I'm, an, I'm, not, I'm not beat down. No, sir, rebounder. But I'm on, my way, I'm on my way from glory to glory, from strength to strength. I'm going into the future that God has for me. I got one more verse I want you to look at. Psalms 37, starting at verse 35. Did we find that in the living? This is the living translation. I want you to see this. Psalms 37, starting at verse 35. I myself have seen it happen. A proud and evil man towers like a cedar of Lebanon. But when I looked again, he was gone. I looked, couldn't find him. But, look at, look at the next verse. But the good man, what a different story. For the good man, the blameless, the upright, the man of peace, he has a wonderful future ahead of him. You know, hey, the evil guy, he, was, he, he looked good for a minute. But he's gone. But the good guy, well, the evil, the evil and the good, the evil and the good, Jesus differentiated those guys. He said that, you know what, both the evil and the good, guess what, they both see storms. But the evil and the good, they both, they, they both hear the word. But, but, but the, the good and the evil, see, the evil guy hears it, he just don't do it. The good guy hears it, receives it, loves it, and obeys it. Oh, guess what? The good guy, he has a wonderful future ahead of him. For him, there's a happy ending. I'm here tonight to tell you something. What God's got planned for you is a happy ending. Come on, somebody needs to celebrate the happy ending that God has planned for your life. Not going to be defeated. Not going to be broken. Not going to be crushed. Nope, there's a happy ending for me. Why? Because I hear the word. I walk by faith. My decisions are based on what I'm hearing, not what I'm seeing. I want you to close your book and bow your head for just a minute. And so, you, know, you know what? Hey, there's not a person in this room that God has not planned out an amazing future, an expected end. But that future, that's not a goal. That's a result. The result of God life, more life than death, more hope than despair, more joy than sorrow, more health than sickness, more provision than lack, more peace than chaos. Man, that's, that's a result. That's a result. And the result of God life, that's what God has planned for your future. And if you're here tonight, what we're going to do before we go, uh, we're all going to pray one more prayer together. And if you're here tonight and, and 
you, you know what? You have not made the decision. You've not, maybe you know tonight, hey, there's some things in my life. I, I've come to a place of decision. I need to, I, I need to cut some things away. I, I need to press in. Maybe you've never, ever accepted the lordship of Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't even know what that is. Maybe you've done it a hundred times. Here's the question. If you know tonight that it's time to let God begin to direct your steps, it's time, it's time to let God begin to change the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices, that, so that he can change your habits, so you can have a collision with the future that he has planned for you, and you know it's, it's time for you, then make this prayer your prayer. While nobody's looking around, won't have you stand, not going to call you out, but while nobody's looking around, if, if you're here tonight and you say, Pastor Tom, it's me, it's time for me, I'm going after the God future. I want the thing, I want the happy ending that he's planned for my life. That's what I want. I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. If that's you, while nobody's looking around, just hold your hand up so I can agree with you in prayer. You say, yep, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you. It's time, man. I'm I'm ready for a God life. I'm ready for God life. I want everybody in this place to pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, give the Lord one more shout, one more praise. Come on, give the Lord a shout.